Welcome to Susie Petrozzi's Empowered Conversations. With over 20 years of experience as a clinical psychologist, Susie is an expert at taking people on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery. Join Susie as she talks to remarkable people who share their insights and lessons for living a purpose-driven life to inspire you in your own journey. My guest today is Edwina Cowdery who's recently completed a Master's of Applied Psychology at the University of Melbourne. She has a background in facilitation training and organisational development. She's also a kitchen poet, which means she's always aiming to fit creative activities into her busy daily schedule. Her special interest is bringing together the rigour of psychological science with the benefits of personal development through writing, poetry and collage. Edwina, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to explore so many different things with you and I just know that it will be such an enriching conversation. And I guess what I want to ask you first off is I know that the Masters that in Applied Positive Psychology you did is a fairly seems like a fairly recent completion. I want to ask you, how come you decided to do that? Thank you, Susie. And thank you for the opportunity to talk about that and some of my own story that led me to that. I realized that I've actually had a long interest in psychology. And I think it's because uh, the major event that's cast a long shadow over my entire life was the death of my father when I was four years old. So in in the 1970s when that happened, the received wisdom was really to look forward and not talk about, you know, really the pain and the grief that all of us experience when you lose someone close to you. So I think I, in a funny kind of way, I always had an interest in in psychology mm. and it, it's been there, it's... Um, I think I've spent the last almost 50 years uh, trying to understand the meaning of that loss and make meaning about my life. And so I think it's been a long and sort of windy journey to to reach the master's point, but it was really the culmination of of thinking um, what's the meaning of life? It really comes, that's, that's the essence, and how can we learn and grow from our experiences? And I think... Interestingly, the, the the tipping point for me to put my hand up and apply for the Masters was a disappointment, a job disappointment, a job I didn't get. Mm. And I thought, where am I going to invest my my time and energy? And it always it'd been in the back of my mind for a while to to apply for something like that Masters. And then I thought, why not now? And it was literally I had I think two weeks to apply. And the course was set from there. Once I got in there, it was like, yep, I'm going to commit to this and, and then spend two years mm. um, that degree. So, Wow. Um, and that would have been challenging because you're also a mum to three, well, two grown-up boys essentially and a pre-teen girl, um, incredibly busy, you know, as you say, as, as I read out in, in the bio. Um, so you, you know, that, that would have been challenging managing that, managing work, um, family life, but you've come out the other end. And as you look back on that and given the context, you know, given, and, and I didn't know about that loss. So, so early on, given, given that, like, what, what, what do you, what can you see now? How, you know, what insight have you gained, especially when it comes to meaning as you've, as you've said, because we are all, 
um, searching for, well, I know I'm searching for that. Yes, exactly. I think it's a, it's, it's a big part of a human life, isn't it? And it, uh, I have subsequently learned through the formal study that um, meaning and finding purpose, finding meaning are actually key things that contribute to your well-being and that, you know, there's no one thing that's, that may um, lead you to the path of, of happiness and fulfilment and well-being, but um, it, there are a number of components of which meaning is one that can help us. And I think, I think looking back, um, as I mentioned, I feel like my whole life has been a quest for meaning and it's meaning about um, substantial experiences that I think it's hard to think of a human life that doesn't have have them in it. And I'm often guided by the um, the approach of one of the poets that I love, Rainer Maria Rilke, who, who mm-hmm. did once say that love and death are uh, the two gifts that we get in this life. And many of us pass those on unopened. And I feel like part of my commitment to myself is to explore both of those fully and derive meaning from the experiences of death and that very primary one of losing a parent at a young age, as well as the you know the deep experiences of love that you have in a, a variety of ways across your life with your parents, with a partner, with mm-hmm. your children, with friends. So I think there are sort of pathways you can you can choose to really focus on to to derive that meaning. And I think sometimes then it's about the tools that work for you and as um, as you know, for me, it's really engaging with poetry and writing and the creative arts that um, make that come to life for me. Mm. Um, I want to find out more about that, how, you know, how that kind of guides you. But I suppose I I just want to acknowledge that, um, you know, it, it takes courage to explore all of those things. Um, to open up to exploring that part of ourselves, particularly when it comes to loss, but also love, you know. And to me, it sounds like you've dived um, or really had to access, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe this is how I'm hearing it, into your own courage to really continue to explore, to make sense, make meaning. Um, And a lot of what you speak resonates with, you know, with me, um, Edwina, in terms of that search for meaning, in terms of that, um, uh, you know, growth. And and the analogy that I have is like continually gathering those um, pieces of puzzle, building that picture. I don't know if there ever is a completion. What are your thoughts on that? I do think it's a continuing journey and I, I guess that word is often used, but I think of it, um, I think of it through the lens of, of life story too, which is another psychological concept and one of the things I looked at in the master's program because um, there there's thinking in psychology about life story being part of our personality. Um, and so how can we structure and tell the story of our lives in a way that actually contributes to our well-being? I think that's that was a really aha kind of question for me. Can you say and that think- again? Sorry, how can we? How can we uh, look at how we focus and shape our own life story so that it contributes in the mm. best way to our well-being, mm. and also that um, there's a there's a legacy effect of that that we what 
they've found in psychology is that you will often, um, if you're attending to your own life story with a positive arc, then you tend to also be focused on other people and leave that legacy of well-being with others. So it feels like a really powerful structure within which to to see our lives as this continuing and unfolding journey. There's not really a, a well, there's a destination which is death, I guess, in one sense. But mm-hmm. um, the the um, the the way we make meaning along the way can can change. And I I feel like if I just use my father as an example, I feel like my relationship with him, even though he died when I was four, has continued to evolve and change. And I've been mm-hmm. able to really bring that into my own life story and give me a strong impetus to make good on the on the gifts and the talents mm-hmm. that I might have, some of which I really do attribute to him and even to his death. I think the creativity that I mm-hmm. um, have found has come, has is the metamorphosis really of the grief that I experienced for so many years that was unattended to. Yeah. So I think, you know, we we derive meaning from major events, but we can also derive meaning from more minor events or it, it, maybe they take you in the same general direction you were heading um, mm. but um, there are these sort of touchstones I'm finding I don't know if you do too Susie but creativity is is one for me how can I bring creativity into this situation and this situation and this situation yeah. and that that's a very meaning making kind of process for me mm, so powerful it really is like just to hear you share as well about your relationship with your father, you know, how that's continued to evolve, even though you lost him when you were so little, but that that can mm-hmm. continue through that, um, try through that meaning making. Um, I also want to come back to, you know, as you shared, um, um, how can we, you know, what you looked at when you was, um, when you were doing your masters, how can we look at our, you know, how uh, I suppose how we focus and shape our life story. And I, and I think, you know, I think that's why I do these empower conversations. I honestly do because it, it, you know, listening to someone else's life story helps me in some way shape, shape my own or derive meaning for my own life or purpose. Um, and, and get inspiration to perhaps look at things differently and challenge myself in some way, which brings me to the question of creativity, which you touched on. Um, tell me, you know, so, so there's, you know, you've, um, I don't know, I suppose I could say that you've been in corporate in terms of facilitating training and, um, development. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And then, but there's the, being this creative, um, expression in your life. How long has that been with you? How long have you continued, you know, um, explored that and allowed that to influence that meaning making? Yes, it's a really good question because in some senses I think it's been there a long time, but I think for a lot of my life I haven't had that access to it that I feel like I'm continuing to cultivate. So as a young child I loved writing stories, the creative, the classic kind of creative writing sort mm-hmm. of stories. And I, I loved telling stories. There's a classic story my mother tells about me trotting off to the next door neighbours aged about three, knocking on the door and saying, hello, my name's Goldilocks, what's yours? <laughs> and I I really integrated the Goldilocks story into 
uh, my sense of self, I still think of myself as Goldilocks because curiosity is one of my driving strengths, which is, as you know, another thing that I focus a lot on. And I can see it in many aspects of my life story. It's driven me to do lots of things, that curiosity about people, that curiosity about places, mm. ideas, etc. But I think the creativity was there in that initially as a bit of a imaginative leap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think through the grief in particular, I had to learn to find, um, I had to really learn to find a voice and a way to express that. And mm-hmm. creativity is such a powerful um, vehicle for that. And I, I'm so grateful for a particular counsellor I was working with who introduced symbol work and, um, you know, deep sort of interior work that allowed allowed a lot of imagery, allowed a lot of sort of story to come out to help me transform Mm. that into um, a different kind of energy I could use, which I describe as creativity. So it's, I use it now in a much broader sense. It's not only about um, the product. It could be, I do like writing poetry and I do, um, I do have some poems that I'm quite proud of, but it's not really, it's not really the product that Mm. is the main thing. It's the process that you engage with. So I would say, um, that's been really twinned for me with that sense of finding my own voice or a, more of my own voice in the world. And that's, again, where reading other people's poetry, just like you're saying, you know, listening to other people's life stories, mm. just really open up a different way of seeing the world and being in the world. Um, so creativity, it is about encouraging creativity in others as well. Um, you know, mm. the creative writing classes I've run at, primary school it's about the collage I just love it's funny it's a really non-verbal thing I love getting magazines and putting collages together and then sometimes I've turned that into you know uh, gift wrapping passed um, mm. it on to someone else um it could also be how you organize a birthday party that's just yeah. the right birthday party for that person so it's kind of how you combine and use ideas that might exist or come up with new ideas to make something happen in the world is how mm. I see creativity Mm. Edwina, um, it's it's amazing to just hear your journey and how how that creativity has, um, you know, uh, morphed or changed into a different energy, um, given all the work that you've done, and I, you know, I just I suppose I'm really. Um, I'm kind of humbled by that because inner work is isn't easy, you know, to look at ourselves deep um, deep enough requires. Um, requires a lot of things. One of them is courage. I suppose perhaps curiosity has maybe been the backbone for that. Although I wouldn't say we, with grief, it's just, um, you know, it could be, it could have been that making meaning, making sense. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I just, I'm just curious what you might say or add in terms of, you know, we've been, in lockdown, we were in lockdown up until recently, and we've gone through all these restrictions. When I, you know, when we reflect on that time, and when we're talking about creativity, what what comes up for you? How do you see how that time has served us in terms of creativity? Um, how hasn't it? Um, just wondering what you've observed um, within yourself, but also in the collective. Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting question because the first thing that comes to mind for me individually is that I absolutely need periods of hibernation. I kind of, I always have, and often I haven't given myself permission 
to hibernate because that's you know that's that's where the ideas bubble up. It just you give yourself some time and space to to work on the page, to work through something, um, and that could be, as I say, it might end up as a poem you'd share with someone else. But a lot of it has this lockdown's given me more time to come back to the journal writing and the the different techniques I like using to investigate my own experience in mm-hmm. the first instance to help me to help set me up for the actions that I'm going to take in the world, which is then when I kind of reconnect back with with mm-hmm. other people and causes and purposes that are important mm-hmm. to me. So I know everyone has their own experience of um, lockdown to explore. For me, often I find these um, these forced forced uh, limitations actually help stimulate creativity. And I don't say that lightly because I know that for a lot of people it is very constraining and it's it's um, mm-hmm. it's not an easy uh, an easy circumstance to navigate. But for creative work, that constraint actually can be quite productive. So it'll be really curious, uh, going to your point about the collective, to see what mm-hmm. potentially emerges out of what um, you know artists and creatives and and anybody who sort of turns their mind to creativity, what might emerge out of yeah. out of these bands? And I think I'm already hearing stories, you know, snippets in the news of people who've, you know, written whole albums or who've mm. um, written a uh, a play that now is getting produced. It's um, there could be this real flourishing of creativity that that, that comes. It will be really interesting. Mm. To, yeah, to witness. Yeah, we're yet to see that. It's it's to your point before. This is an an ongoing process, isn't it, Edwina? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder how has then creativity and your com- a commitment to creativity, or is it a, is it a pool? Um, how has that played out, or how has it benefited you in work? Yes, that's a that's um. A different lens again, isn't it? Because I think I've really learned and tried to embody over the years that it's not just about your own individual activity. So I think the way I bring, and I do see it as a sort of character strength of creativity to life, is often in how I think about a situation or an interaction that's coming up and what are the different ways I could approach that activity or that person, or mm-hmm. if something's not going so well, how could I do some brainstorming to get some different angles? And again, I've turned more and more to the journaling for that because it's amazing how much you can uncover in a kind of conversation with yourself. I mean, you, you, you're getting words out on the page and you're mm-hmm. externalising it, but it often allows different voices to come out. And there's often been a time when I've gone, okay, I've got this situation at work, it's not going as well as I hoped it might, what can I rustle up from the, from the from thinking about it from through this writing lens that's going to give me a different way to to handle it or to approach it. It's mm, so powerful, isn't it, to take the time to actually do that. And yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I wonder how much of that then just stimulates your own ability to change perspective and to and to use your words, look at things differently. That is that is um, such a uh, well that that in itself is growth and development, isn't it? To not get into yeah. that ego battle, which can often be such an invitation. Um, in some cases, sometimes for some people, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. 
but for you to take that time and, and to approach things, you know, it all, almost begs the question of why are we not doing this as a regular thing at work where um, as a practice where uh, workers are encouraged, why don't you, you know, why don't you go away and kind of journal about that or like I know brainstorm is such a common practice, but this is something deeper, isn't it? Well, it's. I think it's a reflective practice, and I guess I've noticed over the years. I did used to run some courses in in a workplace setting, um, both around creative thinking skills and also about around reflective skills. And what I did notice, I love both of those things, but mm. they're not they're not for everybody, or not everyone connects to them as easily or readily. And I think there's there's always a, a respect needed around different types of people and the way that they perceive the world, process the world, mm-hmm. make meaning from the world. And just because something works for me doesn't mean it will work for someone else. So um, I think the broad the broad sense of it is around what's a, a reflection practice, which mm-hmm. many of us in different professions have, um, we, we do do. Um, I, I happen to think it, it works across your whole, your whole life and can, um, can bring that richness and meaning to the fore, um, as well as being quite practical. And I, I do think the poetry for me is is quite crucial there because it's often the thing, as as you said, that gives you a fresh angle. So if I think about um, I, what, a different time when I didn't get a job, there's a bit of a theme of that coming through, I actually did some work just by myself with a, um, quite a famous poem by Robert Frost called um, The Road Less Travelled. And there's a couple of lines in there where you've got the narrator of the poem who's who's uh, at a crossroads and looking down one path uh, to where it bent in the undergrowth and then looked down the other path, which was just looked fairly similar. Um, and the poem ends up going, I took the one less travelled by, and that's made all the difference. Mm. But I think that's a really interesting yeah. um, retelling of the story because when you're actually at that point of decision, both paths are actually uh, open you up to experience whether you got a job and took it or didn't get a job and do something else. Mm. The world opens itself up to you in the richness of experience. So what was really useful for me, the shift in perspective there was it actually doesn't matter. (laughs) I know that in my life, whatever I'm doing, there'll be this richness of experience that comes my my way because that's sort of the nature of being human, isn't it? We we um, we encounter people, we encounter situations, and it's what we do with that ultimately, whether it's a really difficult mm. challenge struggle or whether it's a really positive experience. And and certainly, you know, the positive psychology part of me goes, yeah, we want to amplify those as well. So celebrate the things that are, are going well or the the success you had and really savor it as well as do that hard work as you as you mentioned around challenge which is not always easy and straightforward and it's not mm. linear but has such richness as well when you can you can sort of find your way through it mm. oh wow I love hearing about that process how you approach that um and and also that well it's going to be enriching either way so yeah. and just that 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 kind of um, thinking or that kind of perspective can really um, reduce, I imagine, you know, the overthinking, the overworrying. I really love that. That's something I'm already taking away from this conversation. Um, Edwina, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that experience that you had and how you 
you know, how you use poetry, how you use poetry to reflect on, I suppose, your own options or choices in terms of moving forward. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, real shift for me that actually has changed how I view a lot of situations since that point. That was probably about, I'd say, five or six years ago. Mm. And every time I reach a crossroads, I go, oh, remember the lesson from the poem. It's wow. all good. It's all good. So wow. it's, it's something that has stayed with me. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that you that you do, which is just wonderful, is um, the Strengths Corner. Can you tell us a little bit about the Strengths Corner? What is that? <laughs> I would love to because it's really it's an expression of my creativity. And um, I finished the Masters at the end of 2020, so 12 months ago-ish. And one of the things I feel quite strongly about is how do we bring together the wonderful science that's happening and the and the research that's happening um, across psychology and in particular in the positive psychology field with, I think, really what is my first passion, which is um, the arts and humanities and, and creativity. And so out of that, I thought, well, um, I, I don't know. I don't quite know what to do with it, but I really love the strengths focus that that uh, positive psychology has has um, brought to the world and um, I thought that's something I could start with and I don't have to have a wide audience to share it with I can share it with people that I know and respect and think might have an interest in it and just see what grows organically from there so I I um strengths corner concept reminded me actually of the house at Pooh corner <laughs> that, that kind of idea which is the second volume of stories about Winnie the Pooh um, and it actually comes from the idea that Winnie the Pooh and, and Piglet build a house for Eeyore who's often you know a bit morose and mm-hmm. needs cheering up and so I think my strengths corner is an invitation to to examine and build and cultivate some of your own strengths but through the lens of um, story, poetry, writing, grounded in the science so it's really an attempt to bring those those two things together the science of strengths with the the power of poetry and writing to really help you personalize your your growth and development i mean I'm, i've just got the um your most recent um written piece in on strengths in strengths corner which is on spirituality and i read this um and it's just so powerful because one of the things what's great about um your um, reflection on these um, different strengths is that uh, at the end of each, um, at the end of the writing, you pose these really beautiful reflection questions or reflect, yeah, reflective questions. And the one, the one that really um, touched me most is spirituality because spirituality is very important to me. But the questions are just really. Um, quite quite powerful you know to take the time to answer those and then there was a beautiful poem and one of the other things that you then do is you suggest three kind of spirituality boosts which is just fantastic Edwina it's great I'm just looking at this now so for like how do anyone who's interested in um kind of receiving inspirations from your from strengths corner what is the easiest way for them to access that well, actually, I again, a little creative on the side project is I have created um, a website where I'm 
in bits and pieces, including the Strengths Corner. So it's www.poeticwellbeing.com.au and it's a, it's a bit of a um, a love on the side thing. You know, mm. it's not not trying to create a, a business out of it necessarily. It's just more how can I how can I share some of the things that I've loved about um, both studying positive psychology, but also you know the the realm of um, journal writing and poetry therapy, which is another whole strand of looking at the the human condition um, mm. and going from it. And so it's just a little thing to play with and to share with others. So that's probably the best place to start because you can also sign up for uh, right, yeah, some poetry. Fantastic um, nudges. Oh, beautiful. I'm just on that now. So I'm going to put that in a reference. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Um, Edwina, you know, it's so inspiring to speak to you. It just really taps, um, uh, your sharing is tapping into uh, deeper crevices of, I suppose, my own being. And I hope that it does for somebody else as well. I'm, I'm sure it will for for um, listeners too. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is as you continue on your journey of um, discovery, self-discovery and growth and, um, you know, well-being certainly, what do you hope to see in your own life, I suppose, in terms of if you – in terms of your own vision here in that that you've come to work on? Yes, I think there's probably two dimensions to that which uh, may at first seem contradictory, but actually I think they they interweave really nicely. And one of them is uh, the fact that this focusing on yourself and that internal landscape that we all have, I find enormously um, enriching and sort of beneficial in helping me be someone in the world. Mm. <laughs> and it's very much along the lines of, you know, Carl Jung's um, approach that your vision only becomes clear when you can look into your own heart um, and who, who looks outside dreams and who looks inside awakes. And so I feel like a lot of my my life has been about how can how how do I become awake to to the world and its possibilities. But I think then um, twinned with that is that is the sort of essence of positive psychology is presented by um, Professor Chris Peterson, which was that other people matter. And the more that we focus on other people, we get a real well-being benefit and boost as well. They do because we're doing mm-hmm. things with them that support them and help them grow, which is the sort of work I like doing. Um, and I also get I've un- come to understand a well-being boost for that. So it's a we want these kind of positive spirals of of well-being to to sort of ripple through through the world. So I think the vision is how to bring those two things together and continue to do it in daily life, in working life, um, really for for as long as possible, <laughs> for as long mm. as possible, and in as many situations. That's mm. so beautifully said. Yeah, I could really stay with that. There's there's a um, there's a certain quality to what you've just shared that's making me kind of yeah really be with that and reflect more on that, Edwina. Um, I suppose what I don't know why, but I'm just kind of tempted to ask you: <laughs> um, Do you have do you have a poem of your of your own on hand that you could read to us, or have I caught you um, <laughs> prepared? 
Oh, yes. I don't think I have. It's a, it's a, it's a really nice invitation and not one that I've <laughs> considered. I don't think I've got I don't think I've got anything to add. I'm happy to supply you with something. Um, and I think it's quite interesting that you asked that because I think a lot of the focus, um, particularly through the last few years, is actually looking at other people's poems and mm. using them through Strengths Corner. And it's like the reason I love doing that is that the poets that um, – that speak to us often are reflecting an experience that we're finding hard to put into words mm. and we read something that they've written and we and we um, we resonate with it and then the job, <laughs> I put that in inverted commas, but the job is to engage with it in a way that helps you bring your own voice out. So, for example, um, Mary Oliver, who, who um, your listeners may, may know, I've got something of hers, um, to hand, and she says, I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do <laughs> know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll, uh, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell <laughs> me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And what I love about that is it's their questions and invitations for us to consider mm. that in our own context. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one to stay with, Edwina. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you. Um, I, I will, I would love to put, um, some of those poems in the, in the resource section of our, of the show notes. Um, they're just really touching. I mean, I can see myself doing, reading more of, um, more poems and I, and I have, it's interesting, you know, well, here we are, you know, I'm speaking to you. Um, and poetry is such a big part of your life. And I'm also at a point in my life where, I'm feeling drawn more to reading poetry. Nothing happens, um, you know, without, I guess, some kind of a nudging from something greater than us to guide us um, in that direction of what, what maybe we may be needing. So thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a pleasure. And I think there's a lot of solace. Like it's, it's like the poem can meet you where you're at. Mm. Um, and it's not every poem and it's not every poet. So it's not, it's not, poetry in general but there are certain mm. poets and certain um, ways things that they've expressed about the human condition that can really help us work mm. through our own, um, our own grief our own ecstasy like it, the, the full gamut mm. um, so that that's the dimension that I really love about yeah about poems at this point in my life too yeah and and if we come back to you again um, now um, what are you Edwina learning about yourself at this point in your life what are you opening or what are you even opening up to within yourself yeah that's that's a good question because it feels like everything is an evolution if i'm if i'm totally honest i think it's um my mind turns a lot to the mid portion of life so it's it's that midlife um reflection really about where have I come from mm. and what time do I have left and how can I best use that time and I know that uh, I, 
I've heard that the Dalai Lama said that you know the first part of your life is is about um, getting to you know know who you are, and the second part is about learning to die well. And <laughs> that might sound a bit morbid, but it's it's we know that that's the end point, and mm. it's I got that lesson pretty early. So I think it's yeah. about what are the positive things I'm going to do to have the best experience of this second half of life and be in a position to to die as well as I can I hope many years in the future but um, the the contemplation of our mortality I think often reminds us to live really fully and I think that's the that's perhaps the paradox mm-hmm. there but um, I've always been a bit of a reflector but I just have that sense of you know I'm in my early 50s now and it's like okay how do I really want to spend the next 30 years the last 30 have gone pretty quickly when I look Mm. back on what how can I really shape the next 30 to be doing things that I love to be having a good impact on others to be helping my children be good citizens of the world Mm. um yes and and yeah there's just opportunity to, to do those things yeah. What a what a way to um finish, Edwina. I can't say that we've that I've ever explored um mortality in the way that we have. Um well, I don't know that I actually have. So I I thank you because I think it is an important part of um conversation that we do need to have, that we need to open up ourselves for that. And how can we prepare ourselves for that? What is it that we can be doing to make that part um, shall, I don't know, to welcome that part a little bit more. To, um, yeah. yeah. So um, any last thing, any last kind of comments or words before we finish up? Yeah, I think I think there's something about poetry that I'd like to finish with because it really has been a, a, a wonderful guiding force and I suspect it will continue to be. And I think it's because those moments with a poem help interrupt the momentum of um, the story we might be telling that's not serving us so well. So it helps us sort of unweave some of the, the, the even the lack of being awake. Um, it sort of jolts you into being awake about this life that we're leading and it can offer that new path um, through your life and really contribute to how you're more deliberately telling, writing and telling your own life story. And I, I suppose the question is, uh, do we dare to take it? Mm. What stops you um, from taking it? Uh, what gets in the way? What propels you towards it? So do we dare to take it? Mm. Edwina, thank you. I'm, I'm really grateful for this. Likewise, I just really appreciate the opportunity to to talk out loud about mm. it. It's, um, it's, it's a real privilege and I, I just I'm so grateful that you invited me to be part of this conversation Susie so thank you absolute pleasure thank you for listening to Susie Petruzzi's Empowered Conversations if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe leaving a review helps others find the podcast and for more information visit susiepetruzzi.com